Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the wisest counsel and most fascinating people in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And right now, my friend, I'm going to introduce to you an amazing entrepreneur, Mr. Bruce Boyd. His client is youth, specifically the young people of Trent, New Jersey. His product is character and exciting and new pathways for a rich life. His social enterprise is named Building Our Youth Development, actually one of his several successful enterprises. And the challenge is that most of his clients, the young people, don't even know that his product exists. They haven't heard of what he has to offer. And the amazing thing is that with all of his programs, despite their, the clients not knowing it, they have met with amazing success. And so whether you just want to know what youth is calling for today or whether you're an entrepreneur, enterprise leader who wants to learn some incredibly effective tactics for growing your firm and motivating your team, listen to this art of the CEO all carefully cuisined to make your careers thrive and your ventures flourish. Bruce, I'm so glad that you could make the trip of the virtual journey, I should say, from New Jersey's capital city and join us today. Good morning, good afternoon, and thank you for having me. I'm so humbled and excited to have this conversation with you today, Bart. Well, I've been looking forward to it for a while, but things have happened. And I I must say, we normally do not uh, guide these shows with, with current events, but in this case, we have had something happen in our nation that, that cannot be ignored, and, I, I've, and I'm so glad we have you here with, with your expertise. And uh, I should say that uh, to, to you listening out there, this show it was pre-recorded on Friday, uh, January 8th, which uh, 2021, which was two days after. Our uh, state capital was assaulted by a mob while the uh, Cong- well, Congress and the Senate was certifying the vote count for the president of the United States. They broke in as a pro-Trump mob that literally laid siege to the Capitol, and uh, it was a terrible uh, stain on our democracy. It was the sort of violence that. Uh, Rivals, uh, and many have said exceeded 9-11. It was a terrible thing that's happened to our country. And, Bruce, you are the man who explains the way of the world to young people. So I, I want to take advantage of your expertise, if I may, to bring up at this one point. How do you turn to a young person and explain what's happening and perhaps offer a lesson out of it. What would you say to a young young man coming to you now? So I had to reflect back 
to a time period when, um, in disbelief, when the um, the people went into the one room schoolhouse in in Langhorn, um, in Pennsylvania Dutch country, and uh, mm-hmm. shot up the one room schoolhouse. I remember that vividly yeah. because our young people. Uh, that was one of our trips uh, a few years prior, and I had to mm-hmm. run over to the school and gather those kids up and said because they were they were afraid they were scared they they knew what a one room schoolhouse looked like and their first question uh, their first thing was the young people had nowhere to run to um, yeah, yeah and so thinking back if if I was able if if I was in a school because I think, you know, if if things were normal, I would have been back into a school and I would have gathered those young, young people together. And I would have simply told them, this is not the America that I grew up on. And it's definitely not the America that they would grow up on and they should grow up on. And they themselves should grow up and be the change makers to make sure things like this never happen again and understand what following the wrong people look like. So I would have talked oh. about that piece of it. Thank you. That I think that's very wise. I, you, the two things about them being the change makers, they have to do this. It's not the norm, but you have to be the change maker. And also about following the right people, selecting the right role models to do that. And I, I thank you, Bruce. Thank you. That's that's wonderful. And actually, you have uh, made it your speaking of role models. You you've made it your personal passion to help the youth of Trenton and to expose young people to more admirable role models. Uh, and so let's uh, so sort of getting right to it. What is it that the inner city young folks, uh, mostly folks of color, are not getting? What do you see that they that they need? What do they need that they're not getting? They need a big plate of uh, self-awareness, and mm-hmm. they need a, a high dose, uh, an injection of the power of belief, and mm. they need to see positivity more than they see the negative attributes that surround them. So okay. that's what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Bruce, you had uh, <laughs> you had uh, your own sort of aha moment uh, as, as a young man. It's, I, I remember you told me this story that, that how you grew up in Trenton, you studied hard, you qualified for college, but due to lack of money, you you ended up working for uh, the state in a state job, and you walked in to I believe it was the Department of Environmental Protection, your your, your first job, and wham, you got hit by workplace reality that none yeah. of this your schooling had trained you for. Could you share that story with us and, and tell it what it taught you? Oh, my gosh, yes, yes. So um, I will never say that I am a, a victim. You know, um, ignorance <laughs> is not a victim. You know, you just – we my right. parents didn't know what they didn't know, and so mm-hmm. th- what they did know is for me to get a state job. So I did. Right, right. And the state job was simply uh, Department of Environmental Protection was about five five blocks away from the high school I had just graduated from. So Uh the school that I just graduated from was 90%, I would say, African-American. The workplace Uh that I walked into, 
<laughs> was the reverse. About ninety percent <laughs> Caucasians and and a eighteen year old boy. It, it did. It smacked me, slam in my face, and I felt like I was I was still in the city I grew up in, but I was definitely in a different world, and mm-hmm. a different world that the school did not prepare uh, me and my uh, classmates for. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's where I realized life lessons. Life lessons is, uh, is something that, you know, you, you learn on, on the go. And um, that's what I had to do. I, I looked at this world, and it was a fast-paced world, and it was meetings, it was acronyms, it was uh, <laughs> attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> I I can just see you in it. Yeah, right. I oh Lord, I, I'm just envisioning this. <laughs> well, yeah. you you witnessed. I, I was just gonna say that you so so you sort of witnessed this tragic lack of youth and and there's this not uh, no connection with reality. I suppose if if you can call the workplace reality, that's another question. Anyway, uh, right. but you yeah. responded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure there's a lot of people working out there that would say that that, that the workplace is the ultimate reality. But that's that, that's another show. Uh, anyway, you responded uh, in 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 the typical Bruce Boyd way. You you didn't wring your hands. You you created an inventive enterprise, first of many, called Building Our Youth Development. First of all, could you tell us where you got that name and what was your mission when you started it? So, um, so we would have to fast forward from being an 18 year old to being about 25 year old. Seven years later, um, I'm 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 a father. I'm a single parent, and my child uh-huh. is in school. And I before I knew what I wanted to do, I knew what I didn't want to do, and I didn't want right. to be a, a parent that wasn't involved in their child's educational career. Like I felt my parents weren't really involved in my career, so that's how you know you you, you tend to go, those are the life lessons, and so being involved, um, people recognize that teachers, administrators, and they send you to all these different type of uh, events and, and 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 professional development for parents, and so there were some books that were given, and all these books had different agencies and everything else. And I said, "Wow, if I could do something i would I would love to le- live my life and leave a legacy for my for my kids um, uh-huh. and uh-huh. that's when I came up with the name i I, I played around with my last name and, and developed from those mm-hmm. acronyms. I used my last <laughs> name as an acronym." So you spent you a lot of time in the environmental boys, protection agency, didn't you? <laughs> right. So when you think about boys, you think about building our youth development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where it well, came I, from. And uh, what was your, your your first mission was when you first sort of started feeling it? What what did you? What was the mission that you that was burning in your gut? The mission was simply to get back into. Um, schools and and first thing was to to teach young boys, mainly African American boys in inner cities, the power of reading a book, literacy, mm, mm. literacy. Yeah, that yeah. is just 
that is one of the strongest things that you can do because they can take a lot of things away from you in life, but they can never take away your brain and your knowledge. So right, if we right. build up on literacy, everything else will be easier to deal with. Hmm. Hmm. Good for you. Good for you. If you have just joined us, you're listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time bludgeons its way across the overwhelming <laughs> avenues of mysterious cyberspace, where you may listen and download this episode and all our others by visiting theartoftheceo.com. That's theartoftheceo.com. Now, uh, Ruth, I, uh, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit for you. You, you started this uh, and um, – I w- I'm wondering about the kind of resistance that uh, that you met um, because you have uh, you wanted to get this into the schools, but I I mean I let's be honest you look at our our government our government looks at the plight of inner city young boys and girls and says they need more computers. You look at the schools and they're saying they need to go to college, and here you've got Mr. Bruce Boyd who's saying no 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 it's not computers it's not college it's character and exposure. Uh, so my question is, how did you present this to the schools? Um, it's a trust. It was a trust thing because I was so active in the schools. Um, Mm -hmm. they were, they were trusting in some of the things that I had to say. And too many, too often, it's always adults sitting in rooms talking about what kids need instead of adults talking to the kids and asking them what they needed. So oh, that's how you. that's how we developed the program. It's simply we, we had a think tank of young people and asking them what do they think they need? And we filled in some of those blanks about what we knew that they needed and and it was a, a perfect combination. Oh I think that's so good. Ladies and gentlemen, it's early in the show, but I think we have just hit upon a, a quill pen moment, and that is a timeless. Bruce has given us a timeless truth of business, so I wish you would all take your quill pens out, dip them in the inkwell, and write down what he was. That Bruce has said, if you want to know what your clients need, don't sit in a room where there are no clients and discuss it. Go out and ask the clients. Form the group. Go to the clients to find what the client wants. And these these kids were your clients. Thank you for adding that. Now, um, yeah, I I, I got to tell you one of the things that, that is uh, so you you gather you gather the boys together, and I I think that's all great. But you have you you, you don't do anything small and or anything <laughs> normal. And and uh, one of the the real things that kept Flocking, they, they kept the the the, the uh, young people flocking to building our youth development was the Bruce Boyd concept of the field trip. <laughs> I mean, you got you run that you expose them to Selma to Gettysburg. Tell us a little bit about the field trips and the values that came out of them. So, so yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Bart, and thanks for acknowledging that. Um, part of what I did also was look at where, what, and and where other development uh, programs, what they were doing and and mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. they weren't doing and, and what schools are doing and what they don't do. So what I realized was 
they always was bringing speakers in. They were always bringing things in to the community, and the children were never getting out of the community. Um, The biggest school is the world. (laughs) The biggest school is the world. It's the exposure. So Mm. what we decided to do was not bring people in, but actually take our young people out to see and explore and expose them to the biggest classroom, which is the world. And that is where your knowledge really comes from, seeing things. You know, we have to use all of our young people's senses, not just the sense Mm -hmm. of sitting in the classroom hearing something, but using their eyesight to see something, to touch something. Um, And our first year was a phenomenal year. Uh, We started out with taking them to the youth detention center. And people would think, why would we do that? Yeah. Why why take them to the youth detention center? Because that was very prevalent in their lives. Their friends, their family members were going to jail, were going to youth detention centers. Actually, I have heard tell Bruce that, if you'll allow me to interrupt, that that the odds are, and this is a great shame uh, to stain on our society, that uh, a young black boy stands a better chance of going to jail than to college. And And so... Yeah. Right. And we have but to it, we have to look at that, that statistic and make a, a, a shift. You know, I, I say mm-hmm. I like to make shift happen. So when we look at those statistics, <laughs> we have to shift those t- statistics. And many of the many of the young people that were that came through Boyd ended up going to college. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, tell us, uh, I, I, I want to just grab a little time, because tell us what you did in Selma. I, I just, I, I, and, and, what the boys, and what the boys got out of it. Or... So when we went to Selma, um, it was a journey to Selma. So before we went to, before we got to Selma, we stopped in um, Atlanta, and it was not just boys. It was boys and girls we took on these trips. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, and, good. And so... Going to Selma, we stopped in Atlanta, and we went to uh, Martin Luther King's um, house, home, and we toured his home with the park ranger. Um, Yeah, so we we were able to grab a lot of insight on how Martin Luther King grew up. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so we we gathered that information. So we stopped in uh, in North Carolina to um, the Woolworths, Woolworths Museum now where the the four boys sat at the lunch counters and were arrested and we got to that information and Mm -hmm. so from from North Carolina to Atlanta um, to Birmingham so we we stopped in Birmingham so we stopped down in um, Birmingham before we went to uh, Selma we stopped there and we learned about the the church where the four uh, four girls were murdered and um, And so, you know, so all this was so much insight um, uh, and Mm. history for our young people because all of these things centered around young people. So we were showing them Mm. the importance of their movement, their time, to when they got back to New Jersey, they would be able to be those change makers. And um, then we went down from Birmingham, we went over to Montgomery, 
um, to uh, the only church that Dr. Martin Luther King pastored was Dexter Avenue, and we went to the uh, state capitol there. So we went to see where Rosa Parks was uh, got on the bus and where she was uh, arrested off of the bus. So they were able to think about what they heard in history, but not only just heard it, again, they were exposed to it. They saw it firsthand. And then we got down to uh, Selma, and we took a tour around Selma. Uh, we understood what was going on during that time. And um, mm-hmm. we actually had uh, a, a young person that was in the march on to Montgomery. Mm. She was our tour no guide. She was no longer young, but, you know, <laughs> she was our tour guide, and she gave us a first-person historical um, review oh, of Bruce. what happened, and and that was priceless, you know. Oh, the power and, of that, Bruce! I think what we need to do, I think what we need to do is clone you to about a thousand of you and drop you in the communities around the country. Trends, trends, just not big enough for 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 you. This this is this is astounding. I I am so touched. You know, I I also I want to ask you because of. Uh, your your work and what you've done you've uh, to help boys. You uh, <clears throat> were honored, and I want to get back to the idea of of, of y- your enterprise and how you foster and make it grow. You uh, have been recently honored by uh, by re- uh, receiving promotion Prometheus Social Enterprise Award, which is given out to. Uh, uh, candidates worldwide, and uh, you were one of seven. This was selected for the year 2020 to receive the award for those who are shedding light into our world and making ours a better place to live. And I want to ask you, uh, I, I had to let people know <laughs> that about you, but the other thing is, so you get this award, and how are you, how do you use this award? It's a very practical kind of thing to help your enterprises grow, this or any award. And, uh, you see what I'm saying? How, how is that going to help, and how are you going to take? How are you going to use the employ that uh, award uh, to, to help your enterprises? So, with that award and, and many other awards, I use it on my professional resume, um, hmm. and, and, and it tells the story about who Bruce Boyd is. And what Bruce Boyd has done, and it kind it opens up some doors and pathways to say, oh, this 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 might be somebody I want I want to listen to. <laughs> this might be somebody that that has put boots on the ground and has some valuable information to share that will help my community, that will help my children, that will help my 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 school district. Um, and, yeah. and and that's how that works out for me. And I appreciate the award, and it does go a long way. That's wonderful. Well, I, and that's that's a bit of wisdom. Uh, we want to get into a little bit more about uh, your uh, your adventures where you reclaim our boys, and also how you handle things post as uh, with the crash of COVID. But uh, so we want to continue sharing your tactics. But uh, right now, I think uh, we, if 
it's time for, shall we say, a brief sorbet from all your feast of wisdom, and uh, let's and offer you offer our uh, those listening a few uh, what I call utensils for our feast. And so first, as I always do, allow me to remind uh, each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask, will this be the day that you reach out to that good and honest friend and ask her to give you a personal performance review on how you're dealing with others? Or uh, perhaps you don't have that courage to learn how others see you uh, yet and to seek improvement. The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, I can sense you yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the one hundred. Uh, no, from the let's let's go to the, the source book of business humor in the words of my wife's husband. So I am thumbing through this with great alacrity here. And uh, okay, uh, here we are. Here's here's one that'll, that you'll love, Bruce. Uh, the reason that your older co-workers keep telling you that you're too young to understand is that they assume you were as big a damn fool as they were at your age. <laughs> so what do you think, Bruce? Can we understand others by looking at ourselves when we were their age, or has the world changed so much that the old rules don't apply? Uh, I think we have just outgrown some of the old rules, and we have to make new ones. You know, I like that Bill Maher, like, hmm. here's the new rules. And the new rule is just live life. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. I think I think that's a great answer. Well, anyway, if you're smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Just just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy of the 102 or the 101 best business quips book, or the in the words of my wife's husband, and you can vaccinate yourself with an ample truckload of laughter to keep you from taking the day too seriously, my friend. And as a third utensil, we sumptuously spoon to you the answer of last episode's business quotation. That is, the name of the individual who said, I busted I busted a mirror and got seven years bad luck, but my lawyer thinks he can get me five. <laughs> That's the kind of attorney I could use. Anyway, those words were spoken by none other than the hilarious Oscar-winning comedian, Mr. Steve Wright. Congratulations to all you winners who got the name. And stick with us, because later on in the show, blurting your way, comes another enriching quotation. And if you're among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and email it right off to Info at bartsbooks.com. That's info at bartsbooks.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul igniting gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. <laughs> and Bruce Boyd is going to continue showing us the art of building social enterprise right after I introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that firm is Prometheus Publishing. And this week, the folks at Prometheus would like to tell you. Uh, about one of their enlightening uh, guys. This one's a little gem. It's called CEO of Yourself, Getting Down to the Business of Your More Rewarding Life. And so just think about it, my friend. Would you like a guide that gives you the personal ability to grow like Google, to bounce back from failures like Microsoft, and to profit from compassion like marvelous Pope Francis, and find all that fun that nobody, that no one else seems to be having in life? Well, CEO of yourself, 
arms you with a set of old-fashioned solutions that have been neglected for too long. All those proven elements like character, principles, endurance, unbridled enthusiasm. And they help you roll up your sleeves and blow away today's fog of devices and distractions and set that enterprise of you on an honest and joyful path. So pick up your copy of CEO of Yourself, take the helm, and get down to the business of your more rewarding life, and grab your own copy at bartsbooks.com. Carpe diem, my friend, you are indeed worth it. So now, with utensils in hand, and uh, let's return to the incredibly effective social enterprises of Bruce Boyd and his great tools for prying open opportunity for young people. Bruce, you set your... uh, School, you set your enterprises separately, in like uh, outside of school. Uh, we reclaim our boys was one, and and uh, some of the boy things you've worked within the school, and that's all fine and well. And then all of a sudden, boom! Uh, you've you've got all these special programs. In fact, you even had CEO of yourself lined up as a workbook, and then boom, COVID comes. No more meetings, no more field trips, schools are closing, kids are completely zoomed out. From a business point of view, all your stores have closed and your clients can't get to the product. So how did you pivot to keep your message and programs alive? Well, um, just like every every strong business person, first, you, you know, you, 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 you sit back and you have to evaluate what's going on. So I spent a, a couple weeks of just looking at the news and, trying to figure out what what would next steps look like. Um and and from there it was just like, okay, we have to learn how to go virtual. And that wasn't part of our model, but you know, just like everything else, either you sit back and sulk in, in despair or you think about it and you move on and, and, and become greater than you ever could. And so um <laughs> I, I just did what I knew best is to market it on um, social media. And for those who could not get to one of our programs physically, now was an opportunity to open it up and market it to everyone. And so our program went from just being in New Jersey to um, actually going to Chicago, to North Carolina, to Virginia, to New York, which where where students um, and parents who knew of the program but couldn't get to us physically were now mm-hmm. linked in um, and zoomed in to us, and we were able to provide um, programs virtually, and uh, it has been a success. Now, this is uh, one of them. Is I know the your your boys will be boys uh, program, which is great. And you did something there. You you, sort of, you really turned it into an advantage. You uh, you gathered in valuable mentors and advisors and role models from all over the country, uh, which uh, and got them face to virtual face with the young people. Uh, how do you select these people? Where do you find them? How do you and uh, how do you bring them aboard? Tell us that. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting, right? So when I, when I was doing programs, um, it was always something, like I said, sometimes we can travel to them, but more so than not, when they're in, uh, Atlanta, um, where else, Atlanta and Florida, it's kind of, um, more expensive to go to those places. So, 
it was just, you know, watching people do things on, on Facebook and, you know, it's no longer six degrees of separation. It's just one degree of separation. And <laughs> you, you, you see these young, these guys that are, are just doing fantastic things around the country, around the world. And it's just like, well, they came from Trenton. How can I, <gasps> you know, and it was just a simple ask. It was just yeah. as, simple, as simple as asking them, Bart, and and mm-hmm. it, the response was just like, yes, I will do this. And oh, it's just like, why haven't more people asked? Oh, I, good for you, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. I remember I, I would, was uh, tuned into one of your uh, Boys Will Be Boys message, and you had uh, someone who had really made it in the gaming world and by that was both casino casinos and computer gaming world and he came on he gave an example what was the effect on the boys when they heard it what, how, how did they feel after they saw this so the, the the research came back that they didn't know it existed as many boys mm. play games they didn't think that they could be in a position to make games <laughs> and, and that's what exposure does, right? You know, because they yeah, watch yeah. these games, they play, and they never see themselves as the maker of a game until right. uh, Mr. Torrance Hill, Torrance Hill came in and explained it. Mm-hmm. So you you actually had both job training, but also uh, eye lifting about uh, how how things could be done and what you could do. Specifically in this field, or what you could, where you, how you could develop things for yourself. I, I, that's great, Bruce. You're really, you're really expert at gathering people, and and you, you're good at, at putting them in the situations to make changes in their life. Uh, so uh, tell us, uh, if if I have my team, my uh, and I have my my enterprise here, and I'm I'm uh, I want I want to give some motivation and I need my, my an attitude adjustment in my staff. Could you give us just one or two ways that I might prepare my team uh for some new for a major change that's coming on in our work and our and their lives? How, how just just two ways, one or two ways to help us me, me move the team. Well, you know, you know, Bart, and I, I think think about this often is one often we don't think about the mission. So mm. every every co- corporation, every school district, every person that works in any field, they should know the mission verbatim. And, mm-hmm. and knowing the mission verbatim allows you to execute the purpose. Right, often right. when you don't know the mission, you can't execute the purpose and you're not you're not going to have a successful career wherever you go. Oh, so okay, okay. That's the first the first thing I will always say is know the mission. Mm-hmm. Know the mission. Okay. Wow, that's that's very good. I think that's and, and that's and the better you can spread that around and, and have people sharing it. Uh yeah. Very wise voice. Now, um, now I suppose that uh, that I am looking to. I've got my people together, and I've I've, I've got the mission. Um, what are some of the you, you involve the boys 
in making decisions in their own lives. And, and um, so I guess my, my next question is, what kind of mindset do I as a leader need uh, to to help uh, to help move the team. In other words, you are. I have watched you stand up before boys, and they listen to you because the questions are right, not because they they may not know anything about you or where you came from, but they you you have you have yourself in your mindset. So, what mindset do I, as a leader, need to to hold on to? As a leader, you you know, I, you just have to be. You have to believe in yourself and follow follow your own mission. You know, I, I have a shirt that says, I wake up on purpose. I wake up on purpose. <laughs> oh, God. I think that puts you in about the upper 1%. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, some people say, why did I wake up? <laughs> I wake up on purpose. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Now I understand. So we have to I understand. Bruce, go ahead. Yeah, we have to. We just have to instill in in everyone. You know, what is your purpose? And when you know your purpose, you'll wake up on purpose, and you will fulfill that that purpose. Too often, young people and some old people they grow up without understanding what their purpose is. So that yeah, you yeah. know, let's circle back. That's why they ended up in D.C doing crazy stuff because they didn't know what their purpose was. And that's that's, yeah. that's why we need to do this. They let someone else lead them. Right, right. Bruce, I understand you have just finished writing a book about your personal experiences within your own life and, and uh, working with young people. Uh, when can we expect to see it in print? Is there any place we should be looking to get a copy? Or how do we? how is that going from there? Yes, I'm very excited. I've I've just finished my first book, and it's called Evolution: My Life, My Journey. Um, it mm-hmm. will be out in the middle of February as a, a release oh. date, the middle of February of two, 2021. So a couple of weeks away. I'm excited about it. It's um it's a heartfelt book. It it talks about this uh this little boy that grew up in a single um uh, in a in a quote unquote society broken home and um mm-hmm. made his way to inspire hundreds and, and thousands of people. Um how can a, a boy in the projects and public housing do that? You just have to turn the pages and and see for yourself. Oh, that sounds excellent. I know my 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 wife keeps telling me that her husband has never grown up yet. Uh, so, but, but anyway, uh, I look forward to that. Now, uh, you'll have to – we should look on social media, actually, to, to, to find out more about it. If I want to find out not just about the book, but if I want to get uh, find out more about the organizations and how you work, how can I get in touch with you and find out more about uh, all of the, the uh, building your youth development, Boys Will Be Boys, and, and – all, all of that. How how do we get in touch with you? And perhaps I want. Uh, I'm looking for a speaker. How how do we get in touch with you? It's very. I'm very easy to find. It's just my telephone number is six zero nine nine five four two zero three three. Until I get a publicist. But right now you can you can just call me and my office is my phone. Um, also you can go online at www.boyd hyphen nj dot org that's mm-hmm. www dot 
D-O-Y-D hyphen N-J dot org. And that's Excellent. how you can find okay. me. Okay. And you can also read about on that website, you can read about the uh, the, the many, uh, the, the several organizations that Bruce is handling. Bruce, this has been absolutely uh, fabulous. I just, one more quick question. Uh, what is, uh, <clears throat> vaccines are coming out, uh, building our, our um your, your programs are, are going to be moving back in. What, what do you have? What do you, what's the future? And uh, for when, when we return to face to face and so forth, what are, what are Bruce Boyd's plans uh, as, as our society and, and the COVID uh, uh, move, move on through this year? Um, I, I'm really big on looking at, at, at robotics now, you know, I think our kids oh. need to be more in tune and, and, and coding and robotics and, and seeing how this world is all shifting. So I'm putting a big emphasis on, on bringing robotics to inner-city youth. Wonderful. Great idea. I think that's, uh, I think that's it. You, you, we, we talked about this, and you were saying that we need to have, have the robotics team right up there in the trophy case as well as the, the football team. I think that's, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Bruce, this has been great. I thank you so much. And um, I might just add that if another way you can find out about Bruce is to go to uh, bartsbooks.com, click on Prometheus Social Enterprise Awards, and you can hear Bruce's excellent talk that he made uh, for his Torchbearer talk. It's, it's, it's something that you all should listen to. It's inspiring. So thank you very much for, Bruce, for coming on, Bruce. And uh, hopefully we can get you back on when the book comes out, all right? Thank you so much. Sure, I will be welcome. I will welcome that. Okay, excellent. We will see you soon. Uh, so, as we round out today's feast of wisdom, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation, and that is: <clears throat> Who said immaturity is the inability to use one's intelligence? without the guidance of another. <laughs> Think about that one. I love it. Uh, anyway, as a hint, uh, this think-for-yourself, John, uh, advice came from the brilliant self-thinking philosopher who penned the Critique of Pure Reason and the Critique of Practical Reason, a, a brilliant individual. Uh, and remember, if you know the author of this quote, just write that author's name down as you believe it to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely career-igniting gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And um, as a parting shot, in the words of my wise husband, politics soars on the wings of rumor, marketing plods along behind the cart of data, which is rumor gathered into piles, and I'm just not sure where truth lies anywhere in this whole morass. <laughs> and to you, gleefully sharing our feast, I hope that you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as Bruce and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows uh, by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.